Hello, folks. Hello. Why do you have my earphones? <laughs> I can hear us, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear us, too. It's loud. I can hear myself. I guess that's good, right? That's always a good thing. Because I think before it was, we were, tr we were trying to do it with the headphones, and then that wasn't working out quite as well as we had planned. That is true. Um, but anyways. Yeah. I mean, we could... I could grab one of those. It's fine. <laughs> You're like, I'm okay with I'm it. I'm over it. <clears throat> no leveling. I'm looking at sweaty pictures of Mick Jagger oh, and Keith Richards. Those are always fun to look at. This is like back in the day. This isn't recently, so it's okay. <laughs> That's better than recently. I don't yeah, know. I was like, like probably, no, I don't know if I want to see I, sweaty pictures of uh, Mick Jagger right now. I had to, I had to put that into perspective for y'all. <laughs> but did you have any news stories for us? I have a Steve Miller one. Um, I don't know if you read about that. Which one? Steve Miller. Yeah, he got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and then he got really pissed off. <laughs> so I'm going to read about that. I always love the drama behind Yeah, behind the drama behind <laughs> the award show. Uh, Steve Miller rips the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, Miller to Polis is trying to cut him off. No, we're not going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap you up. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Last night, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted its class of 2015 in WA, Deep Purple, Cheap Trick, Chicago, and Steve Miller. Uh, Kendrick Lamar inducted NWA, and there was an opening tribute to David Bowie from David Byrne. Byrne. I can never pronounce David, it. David Byrne was there? Byrne. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was going to say Byrne. David Byrne. Um, the Roots and Kimbra. And after the Black Keys gave a speech in inducting Miller, 
The rocker took the stage and gave an acceptance speech that was, in part, critical of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, saying, I encourage you to keep expanding your vision to do more inclusive, to be more inclusive of women. And he said, addressing the institution, he also encouraged them to do more to support music education in schools. He then wept. Uh, went backstage. <laughs> he then <All> right. went. <laughs> that would have been a good so story. <laughs> backstage to air more grievances in the press room. The New York Times reports. When asked to elaborate on his criticisms, he revealed that the whole induction process is unpleasant and said that they need to respect the artists uh, they say they're honoring, which they don't. Um, when they told me I was inducted, they said, you have two tickets, one for your wife and one for yourself. Want another one? It's $10,000. <laughs> Sorry, that's the way it goes. What about my, what about my band? What about my, their wives? Because mm, it was Steve Miller band. It wasn't yeah. just him. Yeah. <laughs> They just wanted him and his wife, that's it. Um, at one point, <laughs> these are important, just the namesake. At one point, a rock hall publicist attempted to interrupt Miller and tell him to wrap it up. No, we're not going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap you up, he responded. You go sit down over there and learn something. He also held two fingers very close together and said, this is how close this whole show came to not happening because of the way the artists are being treated. The Rock Hall released a statement two times saying, Rock and Roll can ignite many options. It's what makes it so great. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was honored and inducted Steve Miller tonight and congratulates him. Miller wasn't the only artist who took issue with the way inductees were treated. <coughs> and WA did not perform at the ceremony. I guess we really didn't feel like we were supposed to, uh, or being, we were being supported enough to do the best show we could put on, Ice Cube said. After his speech, Miller performed Fly Like an Eagle, Rockin' Me, and The Joker. Mm. You can find footage of the Black Keys speech, um, in Miller's speech, at the Four Wizards Below. And this is out of thepitchfork.com. Interesting. <coughs> yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't know the whole backstory. <coughs> yeah. And let's see. Mine is from TheEnemy.com, Kings of the Road, the landmark exhibitionism retrospective, now open in London, collects artifacts from the Rolling Stones' 54-year career. These pictures, taken in their mid-70s pomp, capture them when where they're at their best on stage. There's some good ones. Um, they zipped around... Oh doesn't want me to read that story, apparently. They zipped around on a jet called the Starship. Mick Jagger wriggled on a giant phallus called Tired Grandfather, which sprayed crowds with confetti. They announced new member Ronnie Wood, the replacement for guitarist Mick Taylor, with a gig on a flatbed truck, driving through the streets of New York while simmering tension within the band. Saw guitarist Keith Richards on a t-shirt bearing the words, who the fuck is Mick Jagger? <laughs> the Rolling Stones 1975 tour of the Americas found them tackling enormous venues across the states and Canada, righting the wrongs of a 1972 tour plagued by great gate crashers, riots, and a bomb threat. On the 46th show jaunt, Mick, Keefe, and Soap commented their status as the ultimate stadium rock band. Photographer Christopher Sykes lived and toured with the Stones for its duration, and these pictures captured the madness perfectly. There's a lot of sweaty pictures. Lots of uh, 
jet setting around as you can imagine and let's see roll up exhibitionism is at London's Saatchi Gallery until September 4th 2016 if you happen to be in town and that's all I had for that story but there's a lot of if you're into the stones or if you're into like that whole era of music in the 70s I'm sure you would be interested in looking at some of the photography from back then a lot of you know iconic photography from the 70s in general not just like the Rolling Stones but you know Diana Ross and anybody who was anybody back then yeah it has been coming up and been put in galleries Mm -hmm. yeah um, I have the Smiths and the Cranberries project, D-A-R-K, or Dark, oh. share a new song, Loosen mm-hmm. the Noose. Um, you can listen below, and this is at a pitchfork.com. <clears throat> D-A-R-K is uh, Dolores O'Riordan or- and Andy Rourke and Oleg Kuetsky. Uh, last month, Andy Rourke, the Smiths, bassist, and Dolores O'Riordan, front woman of the Cranberries, announced they had formed a new band with New York-based DJ Oleg R- R- uh, Koretsky. Dark, they also share their first song, Kirby, and announced their debut record, Science, Science Agrees, which is out on May 27th via Cooking Vinyl. Now, they released another cut from the album, and listen, uh, it's called Loosen the Noose. As Stereo again points out, you can hear and see their upcoming tour dates below. Andy Rourke recently played bass on Let Me Get What I Want, uh, the new Smiths-inspired impi- album from James Franco, Band Daddy. Uh, he they would. will be in Limerick, <laughs> Ireland on May 13th, Dublin, Ireland on May 16th, London, England, uh, at the Bush Hall in uh, May 18th, Paris, France at Devon du Monde uh, at, on May 20th, and Milan, Italy at the Tunnel on May 23rd. I had fun when we saw him do his birthday DJ set at the Cat Club. That was kind of special. That was really special because not a lot of people seem to know he was going to be there. Really? I mean, <laughs> there was one like really hardcore fan that was trying to get his attention. Yeah, I, I think they were giving him um, fan, like, you know, like, what do you call it? Memorabilia. Not um, memorabilia, but uh, like, just like fan, gifts. Gifts, there you yeah, go. Fan gifts. Gifts are always good. Yeah, they're always welcome. <laughs> And I have one more story. Let's see. This is uh, PJ Harvey has a new album. Difficult Ninth Album is what it's called. The follow-up to the mighty Let England Shake is unsettling and infectious, but too vague to hit hard. I took a plane to a foreign land and said, I'll write down what I find, says PJ Harvey on the orange monkey in the videos that accompany her ninth album you can see her doing just that on trips to washington dc kosovo and afghanistan with war photographer seamus murphy she picks her way among runes scribbling details in her notebook the resulting songs recorded in front of an audience at somerset house in london last year strive for a cool distance that's fitting for the self-appointed role of war musician she assumed on 2011's england shake this attempt to create a music 
and journalism hybrid has already run into trouble. Harvey's dispassionate repetition of the glib words of the Washington Post's Paul Schwartzman as he drove her around Ward 7, the low-income area of Washington that's the scene of the gutsy, Patty Smith-esque The Community of Hope, was interpreted by outraged local politicians and activists as being in Harvey's own voice. Okay, now this is just drug town, just zombies, but that's life. <laughs> um, that song isn't the only one where Harvey's determination to remain detached feels restrictive. Her reluctance to offer solutions or rallying cries is understandable. She's not Bono after all, but as with the hollow of the hand, the book of poems and photographs born of the same collaboration with Murphy, often the context needed to completely understand the work is missing. Perhaps you have to see the Hope Six demolition project as part of a bigger work. There's still a full-length film to come, but on its own, it seems to fall between the stools of art and journalism. The lyric booklet is stark, offering little explanation and leaving Harvey's impressions vague. Sometimes the spare approach works well, as on the wheel, where the sight of children swinging in and out of view on a fairground ride put Harvey in mind of the disappeared of the Balkan Wars. It's also the hardest-hitting song musically, along with the ghost Elvis swagger of the Ministry of Social Affairs. But much of the album, although bluesier, meatier, and unsettling, unsettlingly infectious, doesn't stray far from the sound of Let England Shake. It seems significant that we end on the haunted dollar dollar, which suggests Harvey's own discomfort with her role, and she's driven through Kabul, Kabul, Kabul? Um, and boy approaches the car to ask for money. I can't look through or past. All my words get swallowed. She's the one being observed, stuck behind glass. Her choice of you seems significant in the line. I turn to you. Oops. <laughs> what, um, I turn to I can't look past the words. She's the one being observed, stuck behind glass. Her choice of you seems significant in the line. I turn to you and ask for something we can offer. What can we offer? It's just one of the many questions she raises. Can artists truly remain impartial? Can they actually help? Where can we find hope? There aren't any easy answers in P.J. Harvey's notebook. It's an interesting, very in-depth uh, <laughs> uh, article by Emily McKay. And if you want to read any more interesting articles, you can go to enemy.com. And Crystal likes to read from Consequence of Sound or Pitchfork. Whichever has the most interesting this week. Yeah, whichever yeah. catches our catches our drift. Well, anyways, Mr. Anthony Priesty is here with um, two of his uh, well-known companions. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How you guys doing over there? We're we're good. Awesome. We all made it. Is yeah. this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, sure we're all, is. We're all hot. Okay. We can hear ourselves out there, so we're pretty, pretty confident we're here. Sweet. So how you guys doing today? We're good. Yeah. Good. Just drove up from Santa Rosa. Oh, nice. That was fun. Oh, that's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice drive. Did you yeah. drive across the bridge? Yeah. Oh, nice. Is that driving up or driving down? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's driving, driving down. Up. How is down. traffic since Obama was here, right? Is yeah. He? Oh yeah, I wasn't yeah. too bad, I guess. Um, yeah, Obama was, I guess he was near the place that we practiced. 
last night hmm. and it caused a little bit of um Where is chaos that? down we practice at this place called music city rehearsal it's on bush and polk uh, and um yeah i i when i pulled up i was just getting a ride and i saw like a police car and it looked like they were kind of um i don't know kind of like being security for someone I didn't really think much of it, and then a couple of the guys in the band were like, oh, yeah, we couldn't find parking because of Obama. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just another thing to blame Obama oh. for. <laughs> the end. Like, he's almost out of office, guys. I mean, we, we just got to blame him for everything we can for the couple, next... Couple months more. Yeah. <laughs> but how was the rehearsal um, in general? It didn't affect the rehearsal. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it made it better. I don't know. It was a pretty good jam last night, so... I like Obama. I don't have anything against him. That's good. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neutral. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your current project and what you guys have been up to recently. Um, I'll go ahead and let Leah take no, this one. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is all you. It's your 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> exactly, yeah. She might, as, she might as well get as much airtime as she can. Take the wheel. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Leah and I have been playing together actually for, I don't know, four years, five years maybe. Yeah, four. Yeah, and um, so we kind of started up in Santa Rosa, and we started as a duo. I had some songs, and um, I heard her sing, and she was fantastic. And so, invited her to sing on a few songs, and things kind of blossomed from there. And um, yeah, I know I've got away with words. <laughs> and uh, I moved to San Francisco about three years ago and started playing with with this guy, Sean, who's uh, in the in the background. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, he's been playing lead guitar for us for about I don't know what, almost a year now. Has it been a year? Probably at least a year. I Probably think. has been a year. Yeah, yeah time flies. So, um, so we started playing as a trio and then we've kind of just slowly evolved and built this thing up. And now we have a full band with a keyboardist and bass player and we have a six piece band essentially. Oh, I see. Um, so it's gone from two people to six people, sometimes seven when we have, um, our saxophone player with us. So, uh, it's been quite the journey and that's basically why I moved to San Francisco was to pursue my music and to build a band. And um, and it's happening, and I'm really excited for it. it. Sounds amazing. It sounds really exciting. And are you guys recording at the moment, or? So we just recorded an album last year, um, Clarity and Hindsight, and we had a previous band which dissipated after we released the album, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. <laughs> but these things Bye-bye. happen, you know. Uh, playing music is probably one of the most unforgiving and difficult things I've ever done, but totally worth it. Um, so we have a new batch of songs and now with this new band, we're going to, uh, probably cut another record towards the end of the year to release next year. And we're thinking of going to tiny telephone records, John Vanderslice's studio. Yeah. Big fan of the analog. Love that sound. So, um, yeah, you know, the first thing is just kind of, um, you know, playing, playing more together as a band and just getting super tight and, uh, yeah, getting back in the studio for sure. Awesome. And where can people find out more about you guys online? So we have um, a Facebook website, facebook.com slash A Presti Music. And then uh, my website's, or our website is uh, anthonyprestimusic.com. Mm-hmm. And we've um, kind of ad- adopted the name The Tesslers. Oh, 
So since the band started evolving, you know, I, I kind of wanted to in, include them in the name somehow, but I didn't want to just be like the Anthony Presti band, you know, it's kind of cliche and generic. And we were playing a, a gig actually in the Fillmore poster room and um, they don't have monitors in the poster room. So it's kind of awkward when you're on stage playing, you can't really hear yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the sound guy, I was like, why don't you guys have monitors? And he was like, oh, he's like, some band was in here a few weeks ago and they were tussling around and they broke the monitors. And I was like, oh, those damn tusslers. And then I was like, we all kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, that's actually really fitting. We should, we should use that. And so we kind of started. I mean, yeah, you know, we fit the profile. We, we tussle. So, tussle and bustle. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've kind of, uh, yeah, become the tusslers since then. Gotcha. Yeah. I see. And that's an interesting tattoo that you have. Thank you. Because we have a plenty of those behind you. Um, tattoos? Sure. Um, <laughs> chords. chords? Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad that you recognize it as a chord and not something else. Usually when it's cut off from about here down, people think it's something different. It's something else, yeah. yeah. It could go either way, right? Yeah, it could. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it sounds like you have a tour in the works, or you're going to be playing a couple shows on the West Coast. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're kicking it off uh, next Friday at the Hotel Utah. Um, that's going to be a big show. It's our first show with the entire band. Um, and then we're heading down to San Diego doing a week-long tour. Awesome. Yeah. Are you going to play in L.A. T- as well? Yeah, so we're, we're basically doing Friday night in San Francisco at Hotel Utah. Saturday, uh, Leah and I are just going to do kind of a, a duo show at the Hot Muck in Novato. And then Sunday, we're playing Oakland at the Stork Club. That's going to be with the full band as well. And then... Wednesday, we're doing Santa Cruz. Thursday, we're going to Pismo Beach. Mm -hmm. Friday, San Luis Obispo. uh, Saturday, L.A., and then Sunday, San Diego. Wow, that's a back-to-back kind of deal right there. Yeah, we kind of just jam-pack things in. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of notorious for doing that, Um, not giving us a whole lot of time to rest. But, (laughs) you know, it's... Yeah, it's... as many shows as possible. Exactly, you know, it's like... It's hard for us to get time off work, so when we do, you know, we want to make it worth it. That's good. Yeah. And it's good that you're out there doing it, because a lot of bands that we talk to, sometimes they don't have shows planned, or they're struggling, like, getting it out there, and you guys are actually... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think musicians are kind of known for their complacency, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty driven, and... um, you know, I, I just spend a lot of time and I don't let things get to me. I just, you know, I'm very persistent. That's how you have to be. And, and it's really just a lot of fun. You know, it's and I tell this to a lot of my friends who are musicians who haven't toured. I'm like, you got to do it. I mean, even if half the shows are terrible, they're still memorable. You know, there could be that one fan there who tells 20 of their friends next time and brings brings them all out to your next show. So, you know, and and if you're friends and you like the people that you play music music with then that makes it worth it too because um, we have we have a really good time when we're on the road together are you going to be bringing other bands with you on the road or is it more just like a no so we're we're pretty much just doing it ourselves um i don't so sean's actually a singer songwriter himself and uh we we went on a tour in november we did a two-week long tour we went all all the way up to canada and back and um initially i was trying to book us both together and it's you know it's hard enough booking one person Mm -hmm. um and so we kind of just my focus kind of just shifted 
to to booking myself but we incorporate um a couple of his songs and you know for longer sets that we play he'll do a few songs and stuff like that too so it's really beneficial for all of us and we all support each other and in our own endeavors and stuff like that that's awesome and you're the you're the lead yeah so i yeah i i write um the music and he's the lead guitarist yep and we just have like duo harmony just kind of okay I'm I'm another singer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can never have too many singers, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah. And actually, our our new keyboardist he sings as well. Um, so, our our last bass player he also sang, and it was really fun because we were just getting into doing three part three part harmonies and yeah. stuff like that. He had a really good ear for it, and then um, he unfortunately moved on, and so we've kind of had this void. Although Sean is a singer, n- none of us are really um, musically trained. So um, not well, I am. Leah says she's musically trained, <laughs> but she can't tell Sean to sing a part to harmonize with us. I could. I didn't even know we wanted to do that with Sean. <laughs> all right. Well, this is all new information for me. To, <laughs> I used to do the four truth part, just comes out. Yeah, I used to do four-part harmony acapella in high school. Well, okay. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> We are going to exploit that. <laughs> uh, Gonna dabble a little in that area. Yeah, but yeah, our, our keyboardist now—he, you know—he knows music theory, and then Leah, um, I guess, knows music theory as well. So, <laughs> we're yeah, that's something that we're gonna experiment with. Down and the road. how would you? Is that how you would describe your music? Mostly kind of harmony. No, I mean, drum? not really. You know, like honestly, there's a lot of bands folkier bands and stuff that I think kind of rely on the harmonies. Mm -hmm. We don't really rely on harmonies. I mean, even when Lee and I sing together, Mm -hmm. sometimes we're not even necessarily harmonizing with with each other. We just sing together and our, you know, our voices sound so good together that, um, it, it kind of just feels like it's one. Um, if that makes any sense is we're just really united. And since we've been singing together for so long, it's like, you know, we know when we're going to like end, um, a phrase, you know, it's, it's very organic. Um, so that's kind of how we operate mm-hmm. the, the whole like three part harmony, stuff like that. That was, that's still like very new and we're still kind of experimenting with that, but we don't want to be known for that. Yeah, no, it's just to add a little flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and what can people expect to see at Hotel Utah that might be different from what you've done in the past? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a brand new band. Um, we practiced last night. Uh, Leo wasn't there, unfortunately, but you know, it's it's since she lives up in Santa Rosa, it's really hard to get all of us in one room. So it'll actually be the first time that all six of us will be in one room Woo-hoo. playing these songs uh, and on Friday. you know one stage together. So it's going to be a challenge, but it's a small stage too. It's a small stage. The challenge is fitting on the stage. Yes. <laughs> Can uh, we fit? Can especially we not with fit? with how much Sean likes to move around. <laughs> He's going to be a little constricted, he but he can be the comedian that goes out into the audience. Exactly. People to participate. The hype man. The hype man. Yeah. You're going to be yeah, able to do uh, like body surfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can already see how that's going to play out. Yeah. <laughs> and what time Should do you go on? So at? yeah, we're we're headlining the show. Um, we're going to go on probably around 11 o'clock, maybe a little bit later, 11, 11, 15. Um, and there's some great musicians too. Um, our mutual friend, Frankie Bourne is going to open up with the solo acoustic set. And then, um, my, my friends from Santa Rosa, actually ignite club, they're playing a set and Phineas Grove from Oakland are playing as well. Oh, that so awesome. yeah, yeah. It should be a really fun night. 
and I, I put the whole show together. So um, um, have put a couple shows together in the past here in the Bay Area, and they've gone really well. So yeah, hoping for another successful show. Mm-hmm. And do you prefer playing in San Francisco versus Oakland, or is it just a different kind of vibe? I've never played in Oakland. This yeah. will be oh, our first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're playing at the Stork Club, which is like a notorious punk rock club. So ah, <laughs> with Barbies. Uh, yeah, there's seems there's Barbie. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? I think I, I've seen a few pictures, and yeah, it, it looks pretty, pretty unique. Huh. <laughs> I was just thinking about it today. I was like, wow, we haven't been there in like years. I kind of miss it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so, yeah. like Nitty gritty Oakland. It's too. pretty gritty. Yeah, huh. like the city is so like interesting, kind of no, fit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's kind of like a a remnant of like the what the city oh, was okay. a couple years right, ago. Right, right. You know yeah, what I mean, not like washed over. Yeah, it seems like not you know it's. It's kind of, you know, it's it's got some history to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not right downtown where I think a lot of the action is going on these days. But it's not too far from 19. Yeah, we walked it, but we walked a while. So. Yeah, it's it's a little ways down on Telegraph. Yeah. Um, but we're playing with uh, our friend uh, Megan Five Thousand. She's great. We've played with her before at Hotel Utah. She does this Muppet act where she has these puppets and she sings songs about like nutrition. Oh my god! And uh, she's great. She's from Georgia. She just has this really cool like '90s vibe. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. She's loud. She plays like a. I think she plays like a Gibson Les Paul or something like that. And yeah, totally rocking. I worked with this girl for like a year and I never knew she played music. And then she was like, Oh yeah, I'm a musician. And we ended up playing a show together and we were all like what the fuck <laughs> excuse my language but i was like i can't believe that this existed in you you know it's like when you know someone who's like really kind of like i don't know feeble and quiet and then all of a sudden they have this extra side to them that you, see you on never stage. know yeah it's true yeah it was really cool that's good oh so you worked with her like yeah yeah place? at a restaurant yeah nice and do you work in the city i do yeah okay. yeah Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what uh, allows me to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. There's some great places here. Yeah, yeah. To eat. Great food city, for <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. I think we were just discussing that. There's too many places almost. I mean, it's. Yeah. yeah it's the endless. list is endless. Yeah. It's, it really is. It really is. Um, what? Who would you say are your biggest influences musically? Mm, biggest influences musically. I don't, I, you know, I think like one of the great parts about this band is that we all have different influences, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool for me because, you know, I, I, I write like the core structure of the song, um, but playing with these guys, I mean, it really like, they like evolve the music. So, you know, it's like Leah, I don't know, Leah, what do you listen to? What, who influences you? I, I mean, I grew up listening to like Natalie Cole and stuff like that. Cause my mom was a jazz singer so I mean I don't know that it influences the way that I sing Mm -hmm. but you know it's what I was raised on and I've got sort of a voice that can do different genres so I kind of just blend into whatever genre we're playing but I have sort of a pop voice you know like yeah, yeah. Contemporary. Yeah. It's it kind of has a country twang to it sometimes. Country, country. A little Western? bit. Every now and then. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, There's I nothing like wrong it. with that. I love it all. I have a hard time choosing, you know, a particular singer or something that influences me. So. Especially when covering Aaliyah songs. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We we messed around on our tour and we. How do you explain it? We put a. a 
part of Aaliyah's song. I don't even know how it happens. We all all of a sudden mm-hmm. we were like playing. I don't know what the name of the song is, but boy, I've been watching you. That's like it. Yeah. Do you do the dance moves too? She did all kinds of weird. Oh, we thought it was hilarious. We had had no, I didn't do the hair. We'd had at least a bottle of Buffalo Trace, and we just we just thought it was the best idea ever. And we did it. We did it at a show at what show was that? Neck of the Woods. Neck of the Woods. Yeah, we threw it in. Incorporated it to one of our songs. It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, Aaliyah is a big influence of ours. There you go. <laughs> I would have never guessed. Uh, yeah. Natalie Cole. No, but I like I listen to everything from like Ryan Adams to um, Ava Brothers is big. Calexico, I love Calexico. You know, a lot of like the alt rock stuff. And then I also grew up in Seattle when I was a kid. So I, Pearl Jam is like one of my favorite bands. I love Ed Ved. He's amazing. Uh, yes. I feel like I've earned the right to call him Ed Ved. <laughs> If you're listening, Eddie Vedder. You guys are BFFs. I love you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, did you see them? You know, I'm ashamed to say that I've oh. never seen Pearl Jam. Are they still? Yeah, playing? yeah. They are still playing. They are touring. They are they? Touring last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like really? East Coast. Oh. South. Yeah, I know they yeah. they announced some like European dates earlier in the year. Uh, they'll probably make their hopefully they make their way to the West Coast because yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> Pearl Jam. They should play Outside Lands. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're amazing. Um, yes. Disappointed I haven't seen them. For sure. You will. You will. Yeah. To be continued. It's gonna. They're they're like one of those bands where I'll spend like a couple hundred bucks to sit in the front row to see them. Exactly. Yeah. One of those. One of like the catch Eddie days. Vedder sweat. <laughs> I'm getting hot over here. Remember that he was downing bottles of wine. Oh, I didn't realize. That. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was uh, clean and sober. Out drinking out of the bottle? Well, he is classy. <laughs> it's, yeah, his wine doesn't count. It's juice. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> it's grape juice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Better than the hard stuff. It is yeah. good for you. <laughs> I work good for, for you. He has a wine rep, actually. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. What, which one? Um, it's called Paul Hobbs. It's in oh, okay. yeah, Russian River Valley. I've heard of that one. Yep. Interesting. There's so much good wine up there. Mm-hmm. Probably smells really good up there in general. All the wine got all the wine flowing. Yeah, it's gorgeous up there. Juice is flowing. Well, we'd love to hear one of your songs. Cool. Did you want yeah. to? Um, yeah, so I brought a CD, um, okay. and then yeah. we also brought our gear, so maybe yeah. we can play a couple songs off the record and then yeah. maybe play some live songs. Definitely. Sweet. Yeah, that works for us. Awesome. Let me grab all the right. CD. Sure. All right, we'll play some music for you all in the meantime. And um, we're on every Saturday from 6 to 8. And this is Sounds from the Street. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
just let me be Could I trust you in telling my mama's pies without sneaking a piece Would you judge me for a scar in the weathering heat Would you bark like a dog when I tried to surprise you in a rally of peace Sí. 
Hello, Anthony. Tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, so um, that was a track off our last record, Clarity in Hindsight. It's called "Who Are You." We recorded up in Katati um, at Prairie Sun Studios, which is really cool. Tom Waits has recorded there. Uh, Les Claypool, um, oh, yeah. RX Bandits was recording there, like oh, the I week before that. we were there. Yeah. That's so funny. so um, yeah, really nice studio. Um, I had um, this guy named Krister Axel play keys on that song, and uh, he played the the Hammond organ, which I love. Really, just like brought the song to life. Um, so yeah, that was a little a little taste of our our last record. Will you be playing some of that material at the upcoming yep. tour? Yep. Yeah, we're gonna play that song, and uh, yeah, the keyboardist has learned all the parts and everything, and um, oh, yeah. yeah, he rocks it out, which is awesome, and. Uh, the next song we're going to play too, Testament, we also play as well. So we play about four or five songs off the record as it is right now, play a bunch of new material, but we're still uh, kind of like getting everybody up to speed with the old songs. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, listen to Testament. Sweet. Struggling on my own for some time And I've been broke 
But I've never given up on a day of life Cause there's so much love when you help someone When you lift your head and just look around We're always so caught up in our daily rush And times I know If I put in the time I can spend my greens in our material world and new couch and new things. How does that even get me by? Please explain to me I might pass your test, but until that day I'll just be perplexed and try to help the world see how do I Testament by Anthony Priesty, and now we're going to hear some live tracks, and uh, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Yeah, are we are we ready? Sweet. So I guess the, the first song we're going to do is uh, Dreamland, and this is kind of our um, 60s-ish Roy Orbison song, if you will. <laughs> ready? Yeah. 
Good one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. The newer stuff is a little different. It's um, a little more, I don't know, singer songwriter y, a little, little simpler. Um, I really love the new tunes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a band camp by any chance? So I do have a band camp. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact address, but you can look me up on Bandcamp. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Ooh. all those things. Yeah. <laughs> not, not as much as I should. Yeah, yeah. I know. Apparently, Instagram is like is the like the big. Thing, it's yeah. the hot thing right now, and so yeah. It's we easy need to, to post videos that. and stuff too, yeah. so we should. You should actually get on that. be in charge of the Instagram account. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm just Someone saying. just Turns got out, assigned. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I can. We can work on that. We can work on that. Filters and stuff. 
Yeah, I'm like, ooh. Filter. So much, we look so much better with that one. Because your fans are going to be like really interested to see what you guys are up to. Yeah, totally. no, it's, yeah. we should yeah. definitely have an Instagram. We actually made a video, or I made a video, for uh, the song Who Are You, which you guys played earlier. Mm-hmm. And it kind of documented our, our tour from last time. Okay. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, sentimental to us, but it's still entertaining for other people to to see yes yeah that was cool yes it's fun to see the the madness behind the music yeah yeah <laughs> you know and like i said earlier it's it's fun when you tour with your friends essentially you mm-hmm, know and mm-hmm. there's some bands where they don't have that kind of camaraderie um but we we definitely have that you know we we like to go and you know we we'll went to house for a couple days and just kind of like hang out there if we have a stop where we're going to be at for a few days and mm-hmm. and just kind of hang out and let loose and drink yeah, a lot we, of buffalo trays we had tons of fun in seattle <laughs> yeah. and some really cool houses we stayed oh, in nice. yeah did you play in portland too we played in portland yeah we had a couple shows, shows there yeah we had a one like kind of in a little i don't know industrial part of portland that was really weird and then we had a great show at the the Jade Lounge, which is a kind mm-hmm. of small little uh, neighborhood mm-hmm. type of cafe. And uh, we played with our friend Ronnie Carrier, who actually used to live in San Francisco. Oh, right on. And then we played at the Laurel Thirst as well. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Right Looking on. forward to getting back up there for sure. Woo-hoo. Preferably uh, sometime in, the, in like the summer or the fall as we were there in the winter last time. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a big following for your music in the Bay Area, or do you think, you know, going to the Pacific Northwest or taking you know, it to I the think, East Coast? Um, I, we're developing a, a good following here in the Bay, um, but, you know, it's there's just a lot less pressure, I guess, when you play in other parts of the country, you know, because people, I think, like the idea of touring bands, you know, and they seek you out, they listen to your music, um, I think there's there's like a novelty there where they may never see you again, and so they come out. No, you, you must sell come back. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we had a really we had a really good response when we were on tour, and uh, you know it's something that that we know like because we do take this seriously. Like we have to keep doing it, and it's not like we can just do one tour a year and for two weeks and and sit on our laurels, you know? Yeah, that's like us. We can't just do one podcast. we got to come back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we got to shoot the shit. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you know. It's, for six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, been, it's been a minute, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's fun. It's not... It's You know, like... You know, a lot of the, the smaller things, uh, the business aspect of it is a pain in the ass. But once we're actually on the road, we're playing these gigs, it's so much fun. So it's worth it. It's always worth it. And you, you know, never know who you're going to meet or interact with and could lead you on a totally different path in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the Pacific Northwest is really great, too. Yeah, we had a blast up there. And we went went up to Canada and... um, Canada. Oh, my God, Canadians. British Columbia? uh, Yeah, we went to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, Went to Victoria. I had a friend who was there, saw, saw Victoria for a night and then went to Vancouver. Oh, nice. Yeah. I heard people are really nice in Canada. Like the nicest. It's it's uh, it's a For bit real. suspicious. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're the, hiding something. It's the free healthcare. <laughs> Cold out there. Probably. I'm sure it's. No it's one's like under duress. Like yeah. here, it's like, am I gonna make it? No am stress. I make it? Right. And there yeah. it's like, oh, I'm here. I'm just living my life. You know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we ate poutine at like two in the morning Ooh. on like a Tuesday night. The place was packed. Oh, awesome. Everybody was just baked out of their minds. Just the, every <laughs> single type of poutine you could imagine. Wow. Vegan poutine. It seems intense. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was fun. Maybe we need to Canadian? go up there. French fries, gravy. Wait, vegan poutine? What what is well, the cheese made out of? Isn't that cheese curd? Uh, vegan? I don't know. Whatever. I've heard cheese. Whatever vegan, vegan cheese. cheese is made out of. Yeah. It's made of cheese curds. <laughs> Soy, right? probably, right? But so. poutine t- typically is like fries, Cashew? gravy, cheese curds. That sounds. Yeah. No, it's gravy. So weird, but I'm sure it's good. It's I'm sure. amazing. Yeah. Sure. I would not question it. I would just it's, eat it. I mean, it's disgusting. You know, it's like you're looking at it and you're like, I shouldn't eat this. And then you do it. My it's heart not tells even me yes. French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. And um, that was the last tour that you did. Yeah. That was back in November yeah awesome so. do you feel like you have input or fans from other countries outside of the, the US um yeah I mean there, I know a few people in Italy and stuff that kind of follow us um that's definitely something we want to break into is the kind of international market um I do I basically do everything myself at the moment and it's really taxing as far as like playing music, yep. organizing everything. Yeah. So I think after this next record I'm gonna try to find us a manager. Or if anyone's out there listening <laughs> wants to work it. for free. That's the tricky part. Out of the kindness Paid of by the hour. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's usually where the conversation ends. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, I get to not pay myself for doing all this work but, uh, <laughs> but yeah we, we definitely want to break into that market and who knows maybe European tours in the future at some point awesome um, but I know they're you know really receptive to American music and mm-hmm. um, yeah we'd love to get over there oh yes go on uh, go on some gondolas and play yeah, music yeah. on there mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean I've been to Italy and I've I've been to Spain that was two like one of my favorite countries that I've gone to and mm-hmm. Um, they seem very passionate, so. Oh, yes. Yeah. Passion. <laughs> exactly. Passion. <laughs> yeah, passion. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're going to be playing at Hotel Utah. Remind us of the date yep, again. Yep, Hotel Utah on Friday, uh, April 15th. And the Stork Club? And the Stork Club uh, in Oakland on Sunday, April 17th. All right. Both us. With, with the full band. Gotcha. Yeah. That's going to be real exciting. Oh, yeah. There's going to be more of your band members in attendance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, Ideally. the last song that we played, uh, Testament, not the live song, but the, mm-hmm. the song of the album, uh, featured our saxophone player, uh, Saxman Dan. So he will he's hopefully so be good. at both the shows. Um, and he's, he's just amazing. Yeah, he's a great musician, great saxophone player. We love having that on stage. The sax man. The sax yeah. man. Dan the sax man. <laughs> sax man Dan. Oh, that's a great name. That's he could he could be on Instagram, huh? He, he could be, be. Totally. Yeah. your your internet sensation or whatever they call it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> sax hashtag sax man. Saxy. Saxy. Sax I'm super saxy. <laughs> well, let's hear another song. Cool. Family tree. Cool. Over down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Cool. So yeah, this is another new track. Family tree.
Don't you know me? Aren't we family? Get to know me. It's all broad history. Cause we're so beautiful, like the moon's glow. I know that you know we've grown apart. There's still time. Reconcile the dream my forefather had for you and for me. Don't you remember when we all planted a seed? We share the same blood, the dirt of our family. And I remember the time there was serenity.
Don't you know me? Are we family? Get to know me so I can come clean. That was a good one, too. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> that did was you, intense. <laughs> did you write that one recently? Yeah, so, um, I mean, that was kind of one of the first batch of the newer songs, I guess. Um, and, yeah, that, that one's really kind of uh, emotional, I guess, for me, mm-hmm. because it deals directly with my family and my family ties. And, and um, you know, it just and kind of touches on the uh, a topic I think a lot of people can relate to is, you know, how um, sometimes, like, families aren't always close as mm-hmm. people would want them to be mm-hmm. due to circumstances, you know, a lot of times they're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like that's kind of a, something that's happening a lot nowadays is that families are kind of growing apart instead of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yeah, that was kind of like, you know, touching on a personal level and then also just kind of, you know, a broader level as well. That's good. And yeah. it feels, feels like all encompass encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I like, I, yeah, I know, you know, a big proponent of why Sean decided to actually play with me is because he liked my lyrics. And he, said, he said that a few times. He was like, if I didn't like your lyrics, I wouldn't be playing with you. <laughs> so that's a huge compliment for me because, yeah. you know, I do put a lot of thought into my lyrics and, you know, sometimes they just kind of flow naturally, which is great. Um, you know, but it's easy to be critical as well. So, How is the songwriting process for you? Does it just come to you in a dream? Uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No, my dreams are a lot different. Than... <laughs> They're naughty. They're... Lots of dreams going on. I'd be writing porn music if my dreams, <laughs> if my songs came to my dreams. Oh, hey, this could be interesting. That could be a theme. Oh, my songs album. would just be like, I don't, I don't, Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of weird the songwriting process and it just kind of like happens pretty naturally I feel like you know some songs you take a little bit longer to develop uh, but with these new ones like they've all just kind of like come pretty pretty easily yeah which is really awesome good for you yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's do you ever do you ever get writer's block definitely yeah I mean you know if I sit down and try to write a song or sometimes I'll write a riff and then I'll try to write the entire song that day mm-hmm. and it just won't happen. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to distance yourself from it and just let it evolve kind of organically. Uh, but, you know, so, and I'll bring the song to practice and stuff too and we all kind of work on things together and the songs grow from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot of the songs, especially now with the keyboardists and everything, they sound um, just, I mean, they sound big, you know. So we're we're still kind of like working on that too, just like knowing when to develop a part, knowing when to like sit back a little bit. Mm-hmm. When do you? Where do you prefer recording in the studio, or do you like doing it at home, or how does that work? Um, as far as like, what do you mean? Um, recording an album or recording a recording demo. an album. So I love going to the studio. And I say this a lot, like, if I had the choice between touring and recording, mm-hmm. I would record. Um, I love touring, but I just, I, yeah, I love the atmosphere of just being in a studio, playing with things. I love compositions. I love big compositions, um, you know, maybe to a fault. But, um, 
yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, there's just something magical about like, you know, taking something so simple and just like building it up. Mm-hmm. And it's just really nice to like kind of be in that environment. It's very, very stressful sometimes, <laughs> especially when you're doing the drum tracking and it's like, you're just hearing drums for <laughs> two days straight. <laughs> uh, or, or doing your Memorize. vocals and you're listening to your same vocal line over and over and over again. Sorry, you activated my Siri. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> Siri knows She's what's looking up. shit up for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Siri can relate. She thought you said I'm going to drunk drive. Or drunk driving, and she, she's like, you're not driving anywhere. I'm calling you a taxi. <laughs> oh, my God. Good looking out, awesome. Siri. <laughs> Good looking out. <laughs> Are you drunk right now? I, I, know, I feel like I'm a little bit drunk. I think that was the brunch shift that I worked earlier. <laughs> I'm a bottomless mimosa brunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you guys have mimosas? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, my God. So I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I almost said what kind we had. I was like, yes, we have pomegranate or strawberry. Oh, <laughs> oh strawberry. Do you want Bailey's, please? And regular, but nobody wants the regular. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the music. So if people want to find out more, Facebook is the best. Yeah, facebook.com slash A Presti Music. Um, and um, yeah, we're on like yeah Reverb Nation or our website anthonyprestymusic.com. Awesome! I think we have time for one more song. Sweet, one more song. Let's do it. What do you want to do? Let's do. Uh, what should we do? Going into the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. What do we got? We could do. One step closer. Just kidding. We just did a slow song. Should we? Yeah. Let's do, um, Blame Scared. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, no, let's do Feather Dress. I'm here for the party, bro. Yeah. Should we do Feather Dress or Living Scared? I don't know. You don't know that. I mean, I could use some brushing up on those lyrics. Okay, you know Living Scare a little yeah. more? Alright, let's do this. Alright. Ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four. Sorry. Well, 
It sure would make nice words on a page A biography about the coming age When men live life according to a story good one thank you is that gonna be on the new album that'll be on the new record yeah awesome and you're gonna be playing hotel utah april 15th april 15th yeah and april 17th at the store club that's right people need to go check that shit out (laughs) (laughs) yes get rowdy with the tusslers (laughs) we're a fun bunch yeah and where do you see the band going in the next couple years 
Uh, just being extremely rich and famous is, is what we're going for. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to sell out as quickly as possible. Uh, sell out all the small clubs. <laughs> yeah. Then the venues. Exactly. Then the arenas. Oh. Then the amphitheaters. Yep. It's just one thing after the other. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, ideally we'd like to get there. I don't know. You know, in a couple years from now, hopefully we're playing places like, um, you know, at least like the independent bottom of the hill um yeah you know we're we're just slowly working our way up we've had really successful shows at the hotel utah neck of the woods we have a show coming up at uh docs lab in july we're really excited to play there oh yeah 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 i've heard great things about that venue so Mm, yeah we're super super stoked for that one and uh it's in july july 22nd okay and um yeah it's just hopefully in a couple years from now we've got another record under our belt and more touring and uh you know we would love to just like start opening for bigger bands i think that's kind Ah. of the goal you know to get more exposure Mm -hmm. we like like doing these headlining shows but um yeah it would just be um be a lot nicer to bands like pearl jam huh yeah yeah pearl jam (laughs) yeah yeah. hopefully uh, in the next couple years hey that's i'm i'm gonna make that my goal they don't even have openers yeah. anymore. Oh, okay. well, Ed will make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> he's been listening to this show. Yeah. So. We'll play outside in the parking lot for free. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Bootlegs. Yeah. <laughs> That's Some awesome. That wine, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that sweet wine. Wine in a box. you <laughs> 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 drinking that. He's drinking box oh. wine, slapping the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have wine on tap at my work. And people get so excited by it. Hmm. And I'm like, it's basically just glorified box wine. It's really terrible. It, come out of a keg? <laughs> but it's it comes out of like a plastic oh. gallon. Oh. It's, I probably it's shouldn't be saying this. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Now I know. Well, it comes out of a colostomy <laughs> bag. <laughs> now I know what not to order. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get the Pinot Gris. What about the watermelon juice? Is that so good? Yeah, the sweet tea is bomb. Ooh, yeah, so, so freaking good. It is really good. Yeah, it really is. Slightly addicted to it. Is it sugary? Yeah, but it's not like the South. I mean, if you go to the South and get sweet tea, it's like your teeth are rotting <laughs> as soon as you drink Inside it. Out. No, this is like pretty. Throwing some pretty shade subtle. to the people from the South. Yeah, I love the South, but man, that's a yeah. That's some a sweet tea stuff. is sweet. <laughs> the good stuff. Have you been there? Yeah, I went to New Orleans actually last year nice. um, for the first time, and it was super fun. I was there for about a week, and by the end of it, I was like, "Get me home." I was like, "I need to eat a salad, drink a smoothie." Too much. Too much, <laughs> like, too much bourbon on oh bourbon my street. god yeah not even bourbon street fried, i mean we fried did like food. frenchman street but it was like yeah we're eating like two fried meals a day and it was just like mm, oh my god so i don't understand how they do it well don't they have um, i didn't do it and it's like humid you know and it's just, uh, just it's still a fun i mean i love new orleans i definitely want to go back or play there at some point but yeah could yeah, be a good intense. look for you yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I remember we uh, we went to a restaurant and we we're like sitting there waiting for our table, and a cockroach started running across the bar. That happens here. <laughs> that, that happens here too, but yeah, the cockroaches are big out there. They're like and they're everywhere. Size. And I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't really care because I'm like, whatever. Like you've seen it. I've yeah. seen cockroaches, not at my work, but I've seen them at other places. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so it didn't really affect me. We still ate there. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you still had enough. As other people were running out, I was like, cool, we'll get our table. Yeah, a few people left. Did you sure. have beignets over there? We did. We, we went to, um, uh, yeah, what's what's the famous beignet spot? I forgot. It's, um, I saw it, though, on TV. They're so good. That's really good. They're so good. Okay. That's it's insane, too. You, I mean, the place is, like, it's huge. They have this giant, like, outdoor, um, like, Garden, beignet garden and what? people are like aggressive yeah. there they're like variety <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's nuts amazing just like a pile of powdered sugar on top of them and oh. yeah oh. <laughs> it's pretty heavenly <laughs> we will be in heaven yeah that's for sure <laughs> well thanks again for stopping on by yeah thanks our pleasure anthony priesty anytime and are you still performing as part of the um, exhibit at the Red Victorian? Or so I think that was just kind of like a one-off show, but, okay. um, yeah, it was an awesome place. Um, that was my first time actually going to the Red Victorian. I know it has like a, a long history. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I met a few people that are actually like residents of the Red Victorian. Oh really? They live and there? Yeah. Year yeah. Round. I guess so. Yeah. And they have this like jam space that's underneath the floor it's like in the basement oh, right on. and he was like come back you know at another time and like we'll jam out and i was like that sounds awesome yeah i didn't even know that yeah i don't know if i was supposed to say anything about it but it's, <laughs> no it's we're out gonna there show up tonight. <laughs> yeah we're gonna be like we're ready to jam yeah and i'll be like you're not show me to the basement it might have been <laughs> like a torture chamber i don't yeah. know no. something else we'll weird and it's yeah. a red building <laughs> yeah it That's is a sign it used to be a brothel so oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine I like horror. I know there used to be a story theater there, there, right? I don't. I feel like Red it used Vic. to be a lot of things. Yeah. The Red Vic was next door, I think. And it was. It was a co-op uh, movie theater that mm. showed like random films. I saw nice. it. Stop making sense. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I um I love that. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, David Byrne <laughs> comes out with a little uh, radio. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good oh, one. Well, but um, yeah, it was kind of so sad to see that go. That was like kind of the beginning. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing that's kind of lacking in that in that area is that there's no like theater. I think it'd be really nice to have like some sort of communal place for people to go. Mm-hmm. The Red Victorian, I think, could be that. And uh, yeah, when we played the show there. I guess it was last, it was two days ago. Jesus. Seems like forever ago. (laughs) What happened? Yeah. Last Thursday. Yeah. It was, um, it was a good turnout. So hopefully they continue doing those events. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You'll have to keep us in the loop for those. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Give a shout out to Sugar for putting that one on. We love Miss Sugar. Yeah. She's great. For sure. All right. Well, thanks again for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank and, you. And um, I'm sure we'll be speaking soon. Sounds good. And stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Baby, I don't feel no 
Right. 
Yeah. 